when you're intentionally focused on being and just being in the flow and intentional with your moment, you still have all the same stuff that's ahead of you, like the appointments, the business stuff. But the way that you show up to that is so much less reactive and more calm and relaxed and just chill. And you actually end up accomplishing so much more. So for me, it very much starts in the morning. It starts with that. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Krimitzos. If you are passionate about growth in your business, if you are growing a purpose-driven business and you want access to education, to resources, and to other amazing businesswomen who can help you do it better every single day, then this is the podcast for you. The end of the year is upon us, and most likely it has you thinking very intentionally about what you want to create for yourself and your business in the year ahead. And if those thoughts are leading you to visualizing a business that is making you more money, with more harmony and happiness while doing it, then I would highly encourage you to apply for my one-year private coaching program. You know me. You know I practice and I preach creating a business that you love, one that is profitable, productive, and enjoyable for you. And in the years that I have worked privately with incredible women entrepreneurs just like you, I've had the privilege of seeing just how powerful it is to put the right clarity, the right focus, and intentional actions into our businesses. And most importantly, how doing so brings results well beyond anything that we could have imagined. This is why I'm opening up just nine more spots for my one-year private coaching program. And if you are done feeling the pain of financially struggling in your business or feeling confused about what you should be focusing on or just flat out not doing what you love every day, then go apply today. bizwomenrock.com forward slash my big year. Hey, it's Ashley with Plant Centered Prep, and I'm committing to Katie's one-year private coaching program because, honestly, I've been trying to build a business on my own for years and haven't gotten anywhere. I've failed numerous times and have felt defeated over and over again. And it's not that I lack the drive, ambition, or passion. I mean, most of us women have a lot of that to offer. It's just that I don't have that business mindset. So this next year, I am so excited to finally be making an investment in myself as a woman who wants to run her own business and in what I truly believe to be my life's work and passion. I'm so looking forward to gaining clarity with my all-over-the-place ideas, having Katie's guidance and accountability along the way, and really just creating actionable steps that help me achieve my goals. I want to start laying a solid foundation for my business that will ultimately set me up for success, which I really feel like will in turn help me better serve my target community. So I cannot wait for this upcoming year. Katie has such a contagious, motivating spirit, and she's a wealth of knowledge. I have a feeling I am going to be amazed at what I can create with Katie's expertise along the way. To find out more about my one-year private coaching program and apply, go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash my big year. Applications are being reviewed as they come in and spots will fill on a first come first serve basis. Girl, it is time for you to live that dream business that you have always wanted. Let's make it happen together. 
bizwomenrock.com forward slash my big year. Jodi Agard has a big message to bring to the women of the world. Self-care is foundational to your overall success and joy in life. It's a message that we are all too familiar with as busy businesswomen, right? We know the phrase, you can't pour from an empty cup all too well. But still, we let ourselves get into places of anxiety, of stress, overwhelm, and even burnout. All because we get too busy to take care of ourselves. This is exactly why I'm bringing Jodi on the show today, because her message is not only pervasive for how self-care actually impacts the day-to-day experience and results that we have in our businesses and in our lives, but she makes it so dang easy and practical. During this conversation, Jodi shares the two big reasons that we busy women tend to not give in to self-care on a regular basis. Practical examples of what self-care actually can look like in your life, ways that are free or relatively low cost and super simple to implement. Hint, hint, we are not talking about booking a spa appointment here. Think instead, taking a walk around your block or being conscious of the water falling on your back during a shower. Super simple. She also discusses the red flags or triggers to be aware of that will indicate when we actually need to implement some of our favorite self-care tools. She also gives the great suggestion to create a self-care list, all of the ways you love to take care of yourself and fill yourself up so you have a quick reference guide to pull from when you need it. And Jody knows her stuff. She works with busy moms and busy women as a coach and mentor, helping them create customized self-care plans that work for them and allow them to see results. She also has a book, Mommy Reboot, A Busy Mom's Guide to Self-Care, that acts as an incredible step-by-step for incorporating self-care into our daily practice. And she also runs an incredible private Facebook group filled with hundreds of busy moms who are cognizant of including self-care into their routines. And guess what? Hint, hint, she provides a totally free 45-minute breakthrough session to every single member of her group. So make sure to join and sign up for one. They are amazing. All of this on top of the fact that she's a mom of two boys, a wife, an incredible human being. So it's my pleasure to introduce you to Jody Agard. Jody, what's going on, girl? Hey, hey. Thank you for having me, Katie. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you're here too. And I want to dive right into this topic of self-care that I feel like is so pervasive right now. Like it is such a giant conversation that is thankfully everywhere. But I feel like it's one that we still resist as women. So can you tell me what sort of internal resistance do we as women have towards caring for ourselves. In your experience, what is that? I would say the very first thing that comes up is selfishness. There's this idea, not only in society, but also in our families, that doing things for ourselves is selfish. And if you really peel back the layers of what selfishness is, it's really a matter of you're in it for yourself. It's all about you and it's not about anybody else. And that is completely opposite about what self-care really has to offer. Primarily, self-care is just a matter of showing up for yourself. And in hindsight, it completely makes us better moms, better women, better business owners, better employees, better daughters, better everything. So in that sense, it's not selfish. It's actually 
it's an investment of our time and, and it adds value to our life and our businesses and our parenting, just the whole scope of everything that we do and show up as moms and women. You know, I love that because that's that's the first time actually, I think that there's been this desire to sort of like re define the word selfish. So no, selfish is a good thing. And maybe it's just a matter of getting off of that word because it's so Mm -hmm. deeply ingrained. It's not so awesome. And maybe it's just getting onto the word of self-care and self-love and letting that be the word that we really pull from when it comes to taking care of ourselves. And it's exactly the description that you just described. I think that that's a really good clarification. Yeah, absolutely. And then one of the other blocks is, is guilt. You hear about it all the time. And it's not even just like, I'm a mom and I have two boys and there's the godforsaken mom guilt that's always lingering around our mom brains. Right. Just in general. Like, and I think especially with the go-getting women who are really have this innate drive just to want to do more and be more and to give more and to provide more, not only to our families, but also to our businesses. And we want to give, 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 give. So we feel quote unquote bad when we don't or that we say, you know what? I'm done. I need a break. And I'm going out with my girlfriends or I'm going to a yoga class or I'm doing this or that. And that guilt is just a dark cloud that tends to (laughs) sit over on top of us. I've realized I started off by saying, God, I am so sick of this guilt and I just wish it would go away. Mm. And now I've come to the realization that it's not ever going to go away. I think it's just something that's in our DNA and it's part of who we are as women and that's okay. But we can certainly realize and say, okay, I see what this is. I see what's happening and I'm not going to allow it to dictate and drive my life and I'm going to kick it out of the driver's seat. That is such a good point. I think every single person listening, and by the way, if you totally identified with that driver side of what Jody just described <laughs> as you listen, yeah, you're not the only one raising your hand right now. <laughs> it is, it's that mentality of like give, give, give. And we're typically, as women, this isn't everyone, this isn't always universal, but typically, as women, we love to give. We're so full of empathy. We, show love by giving and including and doing and caring for, right? And so I love that distinction that other block could be that guilt of like, oh, wait a minute, we're not giving, we're receiving. Funny story. And this is the way that it shows up in business, by the way. I was on the call with a client recently and she had like this serious mental block. And she said, I'm having a couple of really amazing individuals start to not only refer business to me, but like really give me very selflessly some serious resources or access that is like amazing for me right now. And it all kind of came at the same time. There were like four or five instances within the matter of a week where people were literally like giving her these magical gifts of either (laughs) referrals or access or relationships or introductions. We had to spend some time really working through her ability to receive She's like, I'm so used to giving and being the person who gives value to other people to build these relationships. And she's like, I, why do I question when somebody wants to give to me? (laughs) I was Mm. like, okay, A, there's a difference between like, you're having an intuitive negative vibe about somebody, but not in that space. Like somebody, it is the space of like being open to receive. And I feel like that's part of the self-care, like receiving for ourselves so we could fill ourselves up. A hundred percent. It's definitely a revolving door. Giving and receiving definitely have to go hand in hand. And and I personally have just come to realize, I don't think that's how we're 
necessarily wired. I think that we're wired just to give, give, give. And it feels, again, going back to selfish, it feels selfish and awkward and just uncomfortable to just give. And especially with this idea of like, do I deserve this? And I always tell my clients, it's Mm. not a matter of you deserving it. You deserve it just simply because you're breathing and you have a lot of things to juggle. (laughs) Right. Not because of you had a hard day and you worked X amount of hours and you brought your kids here and there and you you had to do X, Y, and Z for your husband or your business. It's it's simply because we're humans and we want to be the best human that we can possibly be. So we have to fill up our cups. Well, and that's the paradigm shift. You really highlighted that perfectly. You know, I'm all about rewarding yourself after yeah. you do something, right? So that's a really great thing. But in the space of regularly making sure that we're filling up our cups. By the way, that reference goes to the metaphor of we cannot pour onto others until we ourselves are filled, right? So Uh I'm sure everyone kind of knows that metaphor. but And so it's a matter of like pouring into our own cups, making sure we are full first so that we can then pour our love and our giving onto others and our gifts onto others. In that space, that's a big paradigm shift from, okay, I'm only allowed to take care of myself. I'm only allowed to go get a pedicure. I'm only allowed to go do this thing for myself once I do these things, right? Versus this is actually a regular routine thing that I need in order for me to be whole. So I know you're a big believer and you speak a lot both in your book and just within your group. Like You're big about incorporating regular self-care into your routine, whether it's daily or just regularly in general. Talk a little bit about the mindset there? Why do I need to make sure to take time that self-care is on my schedule and it's actually something that I'm planning for on a regular basis? So the first thing that comes to mind is there's this idea, especially amongst us awesome women, go-getting women, that it's an either-or. That either I take care of myself or I take care of my husband or my business or X, Y, and Z, fill in the blank. And I am a big believer of that. It's not a matter of either or. It's more of a matter of if I don't take care of myself, I have nothing left to give to you. And so in that sense, it forces us and me specifically just to show up for myself every single day and to carve out those times and to also realize the truth of the matter is we're not going to have time. There's no time for self-care. There really is no time for self-care. There will always be laundry. There will always be a business client. There will always be a car maintenance issue or a bill to pay or kids to feed and meals to plan. And there will always be something. So we just have to realize that we have to make the time for it. And by that, I mean, literally looking at our calendars because what happens so often is that we end up putting ourselves last on the list. So it's like, oh, okay, where can I fit myself in? Oh, okay, nope, not this week. This week I have X amount of clients. I've got this going. Nope, that's not going to work. Okay, let me look at next week. Nope, that's already booked up. Can't do that. Okay, maybe three weeks, four weeks, five weeks from now, then I can. Where I've realized that it's more impactful to our mind, body, and our soul, and our business, and personally, professionally, that if we just look ahead, even if it's just a week or two, and just look at our calendar and say, where can I show up for myself? Where can I just plop myself into my calendar? Whether it's 15 minutes a day or an hour a week or wherever I feel comfortable. And it's also a matter of exercising that muscle because although I do it daily and and my quote-unquote self-care practice is technically an hour or two a day, I had to work up to that. And I had to... I had to get comfortable. And I just, in the very beginning, I just 
started with 10, 15 minutes a day and that was it. And so just, I'm sure we've all heard, if it's not in your calendar, it's not a priority. And that goes for ourselves too. And I literally put in my calendar, Jody time. And I don't necessarily know exactly what I'll be doing that day. Sometimes I'll wake up and I feel like going to the beach for an hour or other times I want to go meet a girlfriend or sometimes I just want to meditate and walk around my neighborhood or it just depends how I feel that day. That's exactly what I was going to ask is what... Give us an example of what your self-care practice is. And and if you want to just expand on maybe some other things that you throw in there just to give people an idea of what can be classified as self-care. Yeah. That's a huge question that I get so much. What is self-care? And I define that as a way of honoring yourself. What do I need in any given moment? My self-care very much starts in the morning because that sets myself up for a really awesome intentional calm day before I jump out into craziness. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I know exactly what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And mine seriously starts in the shower. Mine will start like I'll be nice and calm and I won't be thinking about anything. And then all of a sudden I start to call in everything that's on my list, the appointments I've got, the coaching clients I've got, the things I need to do, what time I need to pick up my son. It starts in the shower in the sense of A, I bring my phone in the bathroom with me and I'm always having either it's a meditation or some kind of soft music or relaxing just to help me not activate that (laughs) oh so scary nonstop business mind that just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and the type A to try to figure things out. I'm very much type A and and I call myself a recovering type A (laughs) (laughs) because I've Uh had to keep that at bay. But yeah, in the, in the bathroom, in the shower, I just set my phone on the back of the toilet and I have my meditations or I have a YouTube video that has calming music. And that just allows me to keep my mind very present. And when my mind starts to go to my to-do list or my appointments that are coming up, in my mind, I just focus on the water hitting my back. It's as simple as that. Mm. Because that slows my mind down and then I can come back to the present moment. And then I might have to do it a couple more times. But usually just with, you know, once or twice of no, 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 not not yet. Let's just enjoy the shower. Because what happens is when you're intentionally focused on being and just being in the flow and intentional with your moment, you still have all the same stuff that's ahead of you, like the appointments, the business stuff. But the way that you show up to that is so much less reactive and more calm and relaxed and just chill. And you actually end up accomplishing so much more. So for me, it very much starts in the morning. It starts with that. It starts with a meditation or quiet music. And then I usually get ready and I go about my day and I start getting dressed. And if I have to bring my son to school, I drop him off and then I do the same thing because by that point, my mind is already starting to go. And even though it's not time for a coaching client or time to do X, Y, and Z... I usually am listening to some kind of podcast if I'm learning or just some kind of calm music just to keep me in the present moment. And then I go through my morning, I do my coaching calls or whatever I have going on. As far as lunch, I used to be a big believer of, I don't have time for lunch. (laughs) I have to to eat and work at the same time. I don't have time to be sitting. Back when I was in corporate, I would clock in and out and very easily and I had no problem. But then me as a business owner... It's been very easy just to sit at my desk and to work as I'm doing things and I'm eating and I'm munching and and I'm not being very intentional. Now I give myself a half hour. I just give myself a half hour just to physically sit at my kitchen table and I'm focusing on the food that's right in front of me. I don't have my phone. I don't have the TV on. 
I don't even have a podcast. I am just completely 100% being present with my meal and that's it. Letting the gratitude flow for my food and what's in front of me and the kind of morning I had. And I'm just... That for me is a way to recenter myself because I think what depletes us as women is because we're so go, go, go is these moments that we're constantly taking off one hat and we're switching it for the next and we're... Oh, the energy it, shifts, right? Yeah, yeah. It's nonstop. And, I, and I'm really a big believer that that is what drains us. It's that mindless activity from one thing to the next, jumping, jumping, jumping. And when you have these transitional times, then we feel more calm. Oh, I love it. I'm wanting to jump in because I'll give you the perfect example of that. So I typically keep my Mondays pretty clear until about 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And then from 2 to like 5 o'clock, I'm in podcast interviews, right? Because I have the energy for them then. But until 2, I deliberately leave myself open. I have like CEO time scheduled. So I know like what my week is going to be. I can use that time to get scheduled. I will use that as a time to like take care of overflowing appointments or any extra personal things that I need. So on this particular Monday, my schedule ended up looking like this. Baby appointment in the morning. Okay, So I was seeing my midwives. Dentist appointment right after that. I had a chunk of time to be able to actually sit in front of my computer and like plan my day and get the most important tasks kind of taken care of. And then I jumped into two podcast interviews. And immediately after those podcast interviews, I had my husband's birthday party that I had been planning and was now ready to show up there an hour early and get it prepped and all that stuff. I would not normally plan that day. But that is such a perfect example. I was ridiculously... I was so burnt out at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And it was because, and I attribute it mostly to not the fact that I had so many things going on, but because they were so diverse in the energy shifts, right? Like it wasn't yeah. just all business. Believe me, I have, a, I have days where I have like 5 clients back to back. But I'm in that energy. I'm in that juice. So I'm not switching out of that versus something like this where it's like personal and emotional with baby. And then like, oh, okay, checklist, you know, dentist item. And then it was, oh, business prep stuff. And then, oh, podcast. And then, oh, basically a networking event for my husband. Oh my gosh. And I so honor what you just said. And that is why I'm such a proponent of part of self-care is in the planning of your scheduling as you're scheduling for business and really blocking time for the energy and batching activities that all require the same type of energy, right? Yes. That is such a good point. Yeah. It's really powerful when you just give yourself those transitional times Yes, to reconnect and recharge. Even if it's like you're about to go into the grocery store, I will sit in the parking lot before I go in and I will just take... Three deep breaths in through my nose, out through my mouth, and just breathe for three times. And then I go into... And that just alone, it takes five seconds, if that. That alone just makes me get recentered back into my body and out of my head. That's been just go, 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 go all day. And it just allows me to think better and produce more and be more efficient and be more present with my family and patient with the people in front of me who are walking too slow or whatever the case is or driving too slow or too fast or whatever. I love it. And it's so true. So that's a really good tool that we can use. And I just love hearing all of these examples of self-care. Here's what I get challenged by. Self-care sometimes can immediately mean like, I'm supposed to book a day at the spa and I'm supposed to go get a pedicure and I got to go get a massage. All of those things are awesome. Don't get me wrong. 
and they don't happen every day, right? So yes. part of the challenge is we, I think, can get into this idea of like self-care needs to be this massive production or something that we have to spend a lot of money on or something that can only... We would then move it into like the reward type of a space, right? And I love everything that you just said because it's, it's not... I mean, the, all of these things that you're talking about are either free or relatively cheap, whether it's like spending time with a girlfriend or going and having lunch with a friend or just stopping and eating by yourself in quiet for 30 minutes, breathing for three deep breaths in the car before you switch into whatever your next activity is going to be. That's what I want you listening to take away from this, which is these are all little mini examples of how you can infuse more care for yourself into your day every single day. Yes. When I first started playing around with all of this and practicing, I'm just like, I have to be practical. I can't add another thing on my to-do list. The spas and the massages are all great, but I need practical things. And the more I dove in and the more I just played around with things, the more I realized just that. We don't have to add anything else. Just taking the shower, for instance, that's something I'm already doing anyways. And I'm not adding something else. I'm just using my time to intentionally show up for myself in a different kind of way. The same when I brush my teeth. I have affirmations on my mirror and I'm looking at them and I'm repeating them as I'm brushing my teeth. I'm already brushing my teeth. So why not make it in a way that I can walk away feeling really good about myself and powerful and excited about what's to come in my day? I love that. It's really funny because when you're talking about it's not just the massages and then this and that, the story is a little bit in the book, but I'll say it anyways. I was writing the book and my husband and I had finally gone out on a date night and we were sitting at the bar and I'm kind of a chatty Kathy. So I tend to talk to the people next to me, <laughs> my poor <laughs> husband. It's just who I am. And he knows that. But I was talking to this lady and she was in her probably late 60s and we were just chatting and she was asking me what I was what I did for work. And I said, I'm a self-care coach and an author and a mom and all these things. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's so great. I don't even know how you modern moms do things this day. My daughter is a mom and she's just go, go, go. And I can't even imagine. It was just so different back when I was raising my kids and we started having this awesome conversation about self-care. And she's like, I'm really big on self-care too. I have a practice. And I said, you do? No way. That's so awesome. I said, if you don't mind me asking, can I ask you what it is? And she said, of course. And she said, well, no matter if I have an appointment or if I'm staying home, I always get up and I always take a shower and I always do my hair and I put lipstick and I end my practice with a really fragrant, yummy perfume for my husband because he loves perfume. And inside my mind, I was screaming... No, that's not self-care. And I instantly came back. And what I realized was that everyone has their own form of self-care. For her, in her season of her life, where she is right now, that is her self-care. And it's completely okay that she's ending it with perfume. In fact, the basis behind self-care is ways to lift our spirits and to put a smile on our face and to make us happy. And if putting perfume and putting makeup on, whether she's leaving the house or not, is her way of doing that, then awesome. Right. We all have our own ways of, of what self-care is and what it means to us. Practically speaking, it can be 100% carved in through the stuff that we're already doing on a daily basis. I love that. Let's talk about the burnout. Let's talk about those moments <laughs> that we as businesswomen experience. I'm just going to say quite regularly. And burnout can happen in so many different depths of levels, right? 
Give us some examples of like red flags that we should look out for so that we know, okay, this is a moment when I need to stop and I really need to take care of myself. I feel like over the years, it has taken me a lot and just like through trial and error, because I feel like I'm pretty self-aware, I kind of know those moments. Oh, I feel like I'm brain dead right now and I can't move. So this is a time I actually need to like close my eyes and just breathe for 10 minutes versus being on social media and trying to catch up with everyone. It's tiny little things like that. Or I know that I have had a series of 7 days where I feel like I'm go, go, going and I need a freaking like massage. I've grown an intuition about what those warning signs are. Can you give some examples of warning signs or red flags that we can be aware of so that we know when to now call upon a toolkit of self-care? Actually, I'm going to start off with a very short story. Not too long ago, I was in my bedroom getting ready and it was a school night. We had decided to do the unthinkable and go to a baseball game on a school night. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Crazy. So we did, but I had like 15 minutes to get ready. That was my self-care. I had a full day of coaching clients. I had a whole bunch of other things that I was running around doing. I had already picked up my son from school. We have a half hour commute. I was in the bedroom. I was getting ready. I had my music on. I was jamming out. I was like finally decompressing and I was having a really good time. And then my son busts through the bedroom door and he didn't even knock first of all, which bad, bad, bad. But he came in and he just started talking and he talk, 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 talk. And don't forget, we just had the half hour in the car in the commute. So he (laughs) very easily had this conversation while we were in the car, but he didn't. So as he's talking, I'm impatient. I'm starting to get annoyed. I'm not even really listening to him because I'm so annoyed. And instantly a red flag went up and it said, "Uh uh-oh, okay. I know that this isn't about him. This is not about what he's doing or what he's not. This is about me and probably setting boundaries. So right then and there, I just said, all right, honey, I really need you to go out to the living room. I have to finish getting ready. I just need some me time right now. And he kind of balked a little bit. He was like, but I want to hang out in here with you. And okay, I won't get in your way. And I'll just sit here on your bed. And I didn't want that. I just wanted to be alone to decompress from my day. And I gently grabbed his hand and I let him out the door. And I said, I love you. I'll be out in 15 minutes. I left him. I shut the door. I finished what I was doing. And when I came out 15 minutes later, I was so much more present and I was so much more aware. And I was so much, I was ready to have that conversation. And ultimately, that's what he wanted from me. He wanted my presence and he wanted my undivided attention. And I knew I couldn't give that to him. And so my red flags popped up as I'm impatient, I'm annoyed, I'm not even really listening. I'm only half listening to what he's saying because I'm really annoyed that he invaded my space. And so that for me are very much triggers. Being impatient with other people, with our kids, with our husband, feeling snippy, mindlessly eating. That's a really big one. Mm. We're just going to the refrigerator and we're just going, you know, mindlessly eating just because that is a big red flag that it's probably not that so much that you're hungry. It's probably more that you're just burnt out because if I notice when I tend to lean towards mindlessly eating... It's usually like three, four, five o'clock. It's before dinner. It's after a long day of work and I'm just starting to get burned out and I've gone back to back to back. If I'm feeling anxious in any way, if, if I'm just feeling uneasy about X, Y, or Z, that's a really good trigger. 
lashing out at our loved ones, snipping at the people around us. I have we... no idea what that looks like. It's weird. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think my poor husband at this point in our relationship is like, you obviously need to go take care of yourself. So yes, my husband. Yeah. The same way. <laughs> Thank God we've trained them that they know. <laughs> not take it personal. (laughs) Oh my God. Or they just have learned over all of these years. Uh, Yeah. You know what I find too is like, you can see yourself, you're standing outside of yourself and you're like, what are you doing, Katie? Like you were, you were yelling at him for no good reason, even though it sounds like a really great argument or you're being really short with your daughter. Or by the way, I really do want to identify this, really mean to ourselves in our inner talk. Yes. That's how it manifests too, that I think is a lot more subtle than some of those outward ways that we can see. But like you find yourself being really like negative and derogatory towards yourself internally, whether you are actually saying it out loud or not. Oh, those are all really good red flags, really good triggers. And so those are the moments when you're like, okay, I need to do something. Well, and you just simply replace it with something that fills up your cup. So like for me, I have a list on my board of things that fill up my cup. I love taking baths. I love going for walks, like moving energy, moving my body really takes me out of my head and takes me out of the funkiness of whatever I'm feeling. Meditating is something I do several times a day, especially when I do start to get depleted and just impatient or just tired. I have a list that's on the forefront of my mind all the time. So when those red flags do pop up, I'm like, okay, I need to replace it with something on this other positive coping mechanism list and do that instead. Trade it. I love this. This is so practical. So for you listening, practical action step from here is go create that list. Go brain dump on a list of all sorts of things that fill you up from the tiniest of things to the biggest of things and have those at hand. Know what the top five are already so you don't have to like think about it. And those are the things to implement. So much for me is the being outside too, but it's also that just the quiet, like the forced quiet. I Even just earlier this afternoon, I really recognized that I need... I was like, I had to force myself to get off of my phone and just sit there and close my eyes. And it's not always the easiest thing to do. It sounds so simple and it's not always the easiest thing to do. So, But the point is, is that having a toolbox and saying like, what do I need right now? And what are the tools that are easy access to me right now? Yes. And how can I comfort myself? Because I think that's behind the mindlessly eating and the lashing out and the feeling tired is just a feeling of lack of comfort for ourselves. It's so easy to give you know, all those great things to our family and our clients and the people around us, but we forget about ourselves. So it's just a matter of saying, what do I need right now to comfort myself a little bit more? Jody, why are you so passionate about sharing this message with the world? I mean, your theme really for yourself and your subtitle, if you will, is you really help busy moms to love themselves, to have self-care in their lives. In the space of this conversation for just busy women, I mean, it is absolutely pertinent for busy women. Why are you so passionate about bringing this message to the world? Because in 2010, I realized that what I was doing wasn't working. And I was completely putting myself at the very bottom of the list, if I even made it onto the list. (laughs) And the way that I was showing up as a new entrepreneur, a mom of a 12-year-old and a 5-year-old. And I was newly dating my now husband 10 years ago. It was just completely different. And it's changed my life in every area of my life too. My health and my relationships, my finances, my career, certainly. 
And I've just seen the power of taking care of ourselves as easily as we do everybody else around us, nourishing ourselves in nurturing ourselves and loving on ourselves and giving all of those things that we so easily give to everybody, but forget to give it to ourselves. It's completely just changed my life. It's been a crazy ride, a a really good journey. And I always tell people, I don't do it perfectly. Like just because I'm an author and I'm a coach and I'm a speaker on this, I still am practicing. And I have no doubt that in 10 years, I'll have new tools and I'll be doing new things for the seasons of my life, wherever I am. I know for a fact, 100% that it makes me a better everything. It makes me a better everything, a better business owner, a coach, an author. And it's at the forefront of everything I do every single day. Because I see and feel the benefits of it, as do the people around me too, including my kids. And I remember when I first started to dabble, this was back in 2010. And and I started to realize that I needed to give myself more love and attention and not to put myself at the bottom of the list anymore. And I was working in corporate and I was, what I started doing was just coming home and sitting on the edge of my bed instead of running into dinner and baths and homework and all of that stuff of the nighttime routine. I just sat on my bed and I would just take a few deep breaths or I'd take a shower Or I would just listen to one of my favorite songs and I would just give myself 15 minutes just to decompress from my crazy day. The way that I showed up to all of those nighttime tasks, I was so much more present. And I remember it was about a week. It was only a week into it. And my then kindergartner, who is now a 13-year-old, my kindergartner, I picked him up from school one day and I was like, hey, buddy, how was your day? And he was like, it was okay. But you know what? I think I just need a little bit of time to myself just to take a couple deep breaths. And I was Mm. like, ah, that did two things for me. One, it gave me permission because I feel like as women, we create all of these crazy stories in our mind of why we can't show up for ourselves and why we can't do X, Y, and Z. But then also the second was that he reminded me that this wasn't only about me. What Mm. I ultimately want for both of my boys is to feel whole, whether they have kids and family of their own or a big career. I don't want them to be a shell of a human. I want them to be true to themselves and continue doing the things that they love and their hobbies. And I don't care how many kids they have. I still want them to show up for themselves. And it's more impactful for me to lead by example rather than me sit down and explain because they're just going to tune me out after five minutes of lecturing of why self-care is important. So I very much have taken that since 2010. Is It's my duty as a mom to lead by example and to let them see me meditating and let them see me having my me time and owning it and demanding it almost and saying like, this is my me time. Mom needs me time just as much as you need me time. And We tend to do things for the sake of our family, but when we can just stop for a second and remember that we can lead by example and not so much by the chatting and the explaining and the lecturing, it's so much more powerful. So that's essentially, it's kind of a long answer to your question of why I'm so passionate about it. I mean, that's kind of the cue that somebody is so passionate about it is that they can't stop talking about their passion about it. (laughs) I think I would do the same thing if you were to ask me about my passion. So that's the best answer. So I love it. Jody. you have the privilege of working with clients one-on-one. So if there are busy moms, busy women out there who want to get customized attention from you, you have the space to work with them doing that. You also have written a book recently called Mommy Reboot, A Busy Mom's Guide to Self-Care, which I will make sure to include in the show notes. 
It is an awesome read, by the way. For somebody who considers herself, again, pretty in tune for like what I need when I need it, and I'm pretty willing to give it to myself. This was a really great read for me to continue putting it top of mind because I can find myself, even the way that I am, really easily dismissing those triggers or dismissing like, oh no, I can I can wait another couple of days. I don't really need to get a babysitter tonight. You know, I don't really yeah. need a break. And so this was such a good revamp or a reboot. It was a really good reboot for me. Which is exactly what it's meant to be. And you also have your private Facebook group, which is called Mommy Reboot that I will also put a link for in the show notes. It's an awesome group of almost 600 other busy moms in there who really want to learn to establish self-care into their daily lives. So I highly encourage you, if this is resonating with you at all, if you want to be in this juice of Jody's message, go at the very least join her group and go check out all of the different resources that she has available to be able to... What I tell my daughter every single night before she goes to bed, you are beautiful from the inside out. And that requires taking care of yourself from the inside out. Love it. I can't thank you enough for being here, Jody. This has been so practical and such a beautiful message I feel for right at this time of year that we all need to hear because we all are driving so hard and so passionately and we have to constantly make sure that we are filling ourselves up. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Katie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I never take it for granted that you, a very busy and high-performing woman entrepreneur, listens to the Biz Women Rock podcast. If you got any value out of today's show, if there were any aha moments that you had, I would so appreciate you turning around and sharing it with another woman entrepreneur who needs that aha as well. From me and the entire Biz Women Rock team, we'll see you on the next episode. Oh,